This podcast series is part of the T-Level and T-Level Transition Programme Provider Support, delivered by the Association of Colleges and funded by the Department for Education. The purpose of the podcasts is to support providers that are in the preparation stage of their T-Level and T-Level Transition Programme journey. In this series, we will hear from a range of current T-Level providers and explore their experience of how they successfully plan brand new T-Level and T-Level Transition Programme curriculum with personal advice and guidance to support your planning. Each episode will have a specific focus that will provide information, support and direction to help you in your T-Level and T-Level Transition Programme journey. Hi, I'm Mark Hughes, and in this episode, we'll be hearing from two leading providers to explore marketing strategies that could be used to support both raising awareness of T-levels and T-level transition programs, but also future recruitment activities. Our guests for this episode are Phil McPherson, Assistant Principal at the City of Stoke-on-Trent Sixth Form College, and Christine Kenyon, Deputy Principal for Further Education at the Manchester College. Thank you both for joining us today. For the listeners, Phil, can you give a summary of your T-level and T-level transition programme journey and what is your current offer? Yeah, so we were a wave one early adopter. We launched a digital T-level, the production design and development, as our first T-level in 2020. We've then expanded that provision. So we've now actually got two digital T-levels running, one the existing production design and development, but we've now also got digital support services. We've got three T-levels within the health and science route. So we've got health, science and healthcare science. This academic year, we've also launched our education and childcare T-level, so the early years educator, and we've also launched a T-level in finance um, this academic year. So we've actually seen the provision of students across the college in terms of T-level and T-level transition programme go from around 10 students in 2020 to over 200 students in September 2022. And Christine, when did you start your T-level and T-level transition programme journey and what do you currently offer? So the Manchester College is just into its second year of the T-levels and the transition to T-level courses. And we took the decision because it's part of the Manchester College strategy to be the number one college for technical education to actually deliver all of those routes and pathways that are available at any one point in time. So the first waves included, obviously, all the health, the construction, education and childcare and the digital. So we offer all of those different pathways and the corresponding transition to T-level courses. And from this current academic year, we introduce the business. And then obviously we want to introduce the following T-levels that move forward. Now, for many new providers, this episode will be such an important theme to consider. Just how do you raise the profile of T-levels and T-level transition programmes locally so that schools, employers, local enterprise partnerships, councils and communities have a better understanding of these qualifications? Following raising the profile, you then have to make sure that you market and recruit to these programmes. You both have vast experience of growing programmes, pathways and student numbers, so it'd be great to explore first, how did you raise the profile and awareness to support future recruitment strategies? Christine, with so many pathways and different occupational specialisms available at the Manchester College, the work required to raise awareness collectively and individually would have been exceptional to coordinate. So strategically, how did you do this? 
the strategy of the Manchester College is to be number one for technical education. As a college, that's what we feel we are better at. So we don't deliver A-levels, as an example. So actually delivering technical education is part of our strategic plan and was for the last five years and is so now into 2027. So from a strategic perspective, everyone has bought into T-levels and to transition to T-levels. So we regularly report to board and our board are very proactive in understanding the T-level journey and what that means for the young people across Greater Manchester as well. Being in a deprived area, we wanted to ensure that young people can be exposed to high level qualifications and meet the jobs that are currently available, you know, not just within the city, but within Greater Manchester and further afield if they wish to do so. So from a strategic point of view, it has been where we have built everything up around these courses from our marketing plan and having bespoke marketing material right the way through to having um, individual roles for T-level leads that sit within the departments. So we've got our own employability team that we've invested in greatly. So the investment hasn't just been in the delivery of the course. It's been around the whole strategy of taking the college to a different place. Our vision is careers, not courses. It's about the career for an individual, not just a job, but actually it's about a career. And what does that career offer to you? Fantastic. And the T-level leads in particular, are they based in each curriculum area? And do they support marketing and recruitment? How does that work? So we have two versions of T-level leads. I have T-level leads who are teachers and they are responsible for designing the way the course runs with our employers and understanding the sequencing of learning and interviewing the students and so on to make sure they're um, suitable for a T-level or a transition to T-level course. And then on the other end, in a support mechanism, I have T-level leads who work within our employability team and they are linked to every department. So there is a person who's linked directly with digital courses and they link directly with digital employers. And they all feed in to a marketing group of people who work for the LTE group. Um, because we are part of a group. So we also have a named person within the marketing department who we lead into who looks and works with both sets of T-level leads on bespoke marketing material and content. Strategically, did you work with many local businesses and employers? Did you use employer forums, for example? Yes, so we did a lot of research into the T-levels and to the transition to T-levels before we started So we actually did our own version of them for the two years running up to understand particularly what the market needed, both from a business perspective, what do the employers need and what are those roles? And actually, did the T-level meet those roles and how could we adapt them predominantly a little bit? So, for example, in the construction trade, the industry were telling us they needed drone flying. And drone flying wasn't in the T-levels, but we actually now offer that as part of an add-on to the T-level. And actually, that's part of our marketing. So part of our marketing is to have other things that individual businesses want as well. And we spoke a lot to schools and also to parents and carers because they didn't understand the difference between all these different routes, be them A-levels, study programmes, T-levels, transition to T-levels. So we created our own individual brand. 
So that is our Industry Excellence Academy, and that's where all our T-levels and transition to T-levels sit. So when a student applies, they apply for a bespoke course that has got a framework around it that supports those individuals and employers. Phil, from a sixth form perspective, you have successfully introduced T-levels and T-level transition programmes as part of your offer. How did you raise the profile and awareness of these programmes? I think we were very aware that strategically this needed to be a very much high on, on the list of priorities if the T-levels were going to be effective, obviously, as a, as a sixth form college especially. So we very much took a, a staged approach to our marketing and, and recruitment of, of T-levels in the, in the local area. Stage one would be actually raising that awareness and really kind of raising the profile. And I think in some respects that was both raising the profile of T-levels but also raising the profile and awareness that as a sixth form college, we were actually delivering T-levels. We've almost had a bit of a T-level roadshow uh, in, in the local area with our ongoing assembly delivery to all cohorts across uh, the vast majority of our local feeder schools. And I think key to almost getting the buy-in from the schools has been the, the liaison with, with senior leaders within those academies and, and schools as well. So in our local area, there's a, a strategic group that meets on a monthly basis. There's sort of senior leaders fall across all of our academies. We're very much prominent and a part of that group. And by actually brokering with them and discussing T-levels with them, it then opened up many doors for us to actually get out into the local community and raise that awareness. Also, I think it was about actually raising the awareness when we're going into schools, not just of, of the pupils, but also of the teachers and the careers advisors. And, and we've talked a lot about influencing the influencers in the schools, these people who have those strong relationships with pupils and are providing that advice and guidance to them. So raising that awareness of those key influences as well was really important. And then I think stage two is then actually when we've looked at getting more into the specific promotion of the different T-level routes and the different T-level courses. So it's been about getting them into college. It's been about showcasing our staff, about our provision, our facilities, but also showcasing the links that we've got on the courses with some of those universities and employers that are really now buying into the provision and almost endorsing those T-level courses to the young people. So once you've raised awareness of T-levels and T-level transition programmes, you then need to coordinate marketing and recruitment strategies to make sure that you enrol students onto these programmes. So Phil, what marketing and recruitment strategies did you use? What it's important to say at the start is that we very much designed a strategic T-level marketing and recruitment strategy. So we, we very much understood that we couldn't just market these courses in the same way that we, we, we've marketed our other ac existing academic and vocational provision. Initially, a lot of that work involved actually raising that profile through our website platforms, through our uh, social media streams, designating specific sections in, in the college prospectus, in those online materials. So really making it sort of T-levels, hit people in the face, if you like, when they kind of went onto any of our marketing platforms, materials, resources. And then I think what we then were sort of very conscious to do is that particularly in the early days of T-levels, we wanted to really make sure that we were dispelling or, or busting some of the myths that, that were perhaps out there at the start of the, the provision. So one of the key bits of work that we did was then start to get close partnerships in place with our local and regional universities and also with employers as well to really validate uh, T-levels as these positive, brilliant qualifications for young people. So we did actually do quite a lot of work in terms of 
getting progression agreements in place with some of the local universities. So again, it highlighted those progression pathways onto, onto higher education, uh, degree apprenticeships, and, and lots of those other positive avenues that students can move on to. And I think the other thing that I would say is that we've tried to take a very proactive approach to the marketing of the T-level transition programme. So we've very much sort of seen this as a positive. It's not a reset year. It's not a negative. And, and when we've been going into schools and when we've been talking to the young people at open events, we've very much said that this is a positive option that you can do, which will really support your journey over those potentially three years on that T-level now to make sure that we've got that buy-in, we've got that engagement and that people see the benefits. Uh, and I think as a result of that, we've seen a, a really sort of strong growth in the numbers on the T-level transition programme to the point where now we've actually got over 100 learners on that element of the provision. So over the last two to three years, you've really learned from your marketing and recruitment strategies. You've grown your numbers. Have you changed your approach to marketing and recruitment now? Are there any new activities or approaches that might support new providers on their journey? Absolutely. I think, you know, again, as a six-form college, we haven't always had a, a huge amount of employer involvement or employer engagement as opposed to some of the FE colleges, for example. We've obviously always had those partners, but we've really looked to ramp that up. And that employer collaboration has not just supported the delivery of the T-level curriculum, but it's also very much supported the marketing of the courses. So again, by actually having employer partners in place, working closely within the curriculum and being present to open events, again, it's almost endorsing those courses to the young people and their parents when they come along to visit the college or for taster activities or those different sort of sessions that take place. The other thing that we've done as well is um, we, we've actually designated one of our open events that take place every academic year as a T-level focused event. So we've actually branded it up as a, a T-level takeover. And we've actually scheduled this in March. So it's, it's our sort of final open event of the year. And the, I think the benefit of that is that it's allowed us to actually do a lot of that marketing, recruitment and promotion of the courses that we've already spoken about. But then when we get to that point by March, we've then got a healthy number of applications for the courses, which allows us to then bring those people into the building and really showcase the teaching, the learning, the facilities, the equipment. So as well as it being a recruitment event, it also very much acts as a conversion event as well. With anything in education and in life, you, you do reflect. So last academic year, we, we did a T-level takeover in March. The attendance was, was solid, but it wasn't probably quite as high as what we would have liked. Now, last year, we just invited the T-level applicants to that. What we're actually doing this academic year is we're inviting not just the technical T-level applicants, but also the applicants from some of our vocational courses as well so that we can very much use that evening to showcase those different options uh, and provide IAG and, and hopefully make sure that the students are getting onto their best possible pathway with us in September. As part of that event, we're also inviting parents. Uh, again, we spoke about those influencers, so we know that often the parents can be a key battleground sometimes when you're trying to have those conversations with young people about which course is best for them so parents will come along there'll be information given out there'll be talks to them they'll have opportunity to talk to the employers and to the universities who are present on that event um, as well we've really looked to ramp up our social media we've always obviously had the existing social media platforms but we've very much put a, a t-level focus on that in recent months what we've done more and more is actually utilise the students to showcase their course experiences 
we've had students going out on, on placement and we've asked them to sort of do TikTok videos. This is a day in the life of a, a T-level health student when they're actually going out onto placement at the Royal Stoke Hospital. So very much kind of getting the students on board because we know that students will obviously relate much more clearly and much more closely to their peers as opposed to perhaps when teachers or other members of staff are talking. And, and sort of tying in with that, it's very much then looking at how we can you know, really showcase and highlight and flag up student case studies. And I think we've been really lucky that as a wave one provider, we had our first T-level cohort progress through and, and complete in the summer. All of those students have gone on to fantastic positive destinations, whether it be at university or employment. So we've now got a bank of students that we can really say, this is the sort of first cohort that's come through a T-level. Look at their journey. Look what they've moved on to. But also we've got our current students who are living and breathing the courses at the moment. So that's been really, really helpful. I think what I would say is that as a provider, if you're not yet in a position where you've got that bank of sort of student case studies to use, then there are some really, really good ones available on the DFE and AOC platforms. And that was certainly something that we bought into and utilised in those very early days when we were looking to grow and expand our provision. More and more as the provision has gone on over the last two or three years, we are now starting to very much have a bit of more of a decentralised approach to the marketing of the T-level. So it is very much a, a kind of whole college approach. And, and obviously, we've looked at it strategically. We, we, we've invested a lot of time and effort to sort of get the courses up and running. But more and more now, we're asking our subjects and our courses to take greater ownership and greater accountability because they're really the people who can get out into the schools, who can run the events in college and really make those courses come to life and attract the young people. There's so many good ideas that you suggested there that will help new providers in raising awareness, marketing and recruiting onto T-level and T-level transition programmes. It'd be great to see how you've incorporated careers, information, advice and guidance into these recruitment activities. We've done a lot of work with universities to really sort of map these progression options and progression routes for students. So as part of that IAG, we talk a lot about progression journeys and a progression journey for a T-level student. And obviously that progression journey isn't just the two years that they're with us or the, or the three years if they've done the T-level transition programme beforehand. It's very much about how we can support those transition of students coming through from key stage three and four, but also obviously those exit routes after the T-level. So what we've done is we're, we're actually part of a, a multi-academy trust. So we've done a lot of work with our partners within the, the trust to sort of give them advice and guidance about, well, if we've got students who are in year nine, what's the best courses for them to be taking in years 10 and 11 in those kind of formative GCSE key stage four years to then actually support their progression onto the T-level at the college. So we've done that with our own trust, but actually we've made links with other trusts within the city of Stoke-on-Trent as well. And that's been really, really helpful. And actually inviting them in to get those taster activities whilst they're in year nine and give them that advice and guidance, which might then support them picking those correct or those most more appropriate qualifications to support the progression onto the T-level. But then those exit routes, and that's where the, you know, the universities and the employers come in. So clearly showing that upon successful completion of your T-level, these are all the different options and these are all the different routes that are available to the students. And that's been really, really powerful, both in terms of recruitment, but in terms of just providing that in-depth, clear advice and guidance to those young people.
Christine, as we mentioned, with so many different pathways available at the Manchester College, what marketing and recruitment strategies have you used? The first point was actually to create this Industry Excellence Academy because that was so important for us to get the right employer as well matched to the courses and the students that we needed. So for us to make this work, we actually needed to feel that the students were being treated slightly different to other students as well and that they felt that they were different somehow because their course is different. There aren't any other courses as an example, that have this 45 intense uh, industry placement with them. So for us, that was about, well, how do we market that? And also raising the industry standards within our marketing material and setting them aside from a study programme, as an example. So the bespoke material was built around working with our employers, using our employer boards to influence that material from what it looked like and did it really reflect industry or was it just another prospectus? So that side was quite intense to start with and actually we feel we've got that right. Different qualifications of qualifications on entry and explaining why each different T-level and transition to T-level has a different qualification on entry. So construction, Everybody says, why do you require a level six and above for maths? But actually it's needed and employers were telling us, you have to have that skill if you want to make a career. Those are the things that we sort of originally said, right, we'll have a differentiated approach to and not a one size fits all because they needed to be differentiated. The second thing was around how do we make the student feel different when they come? So they all have this on offer of a T award. So the T Award gives them bespoke uniforms that are all branded and they also have different lanyards to come into college. And on those lanyards, we also have our employer badges that sponsor those individual T levels and transition to T levels. So if you're with Lloyds Bank in group and you're having your placement there, you will also wear a Lloyds Banking group logo and that's part of the agreement that we have with the employer so that a little bit of promotion through them of giving something back and using their logos on our branding materials so any employer that we are connected with for these courses we have um, an SLA agreement with them they use our branded material we use their logos on everything so there's a bit of publicity that goes back for those employers as well but actually from a careers advice and guidance perspective When we've got careers evenings or going out to schools or open events, having those employers sometimes alongside us who attend with us at those events is one thing. But if not, as a parent and carer, quite often then they can see the level of that commitment from an employer and they're straight away brought in. Oh, that's quite a high profile employer. I'd like my young person to be connected to them. So that helps as well. But one of the biggest things going forward is actually continuing with that T award because all our students in there get a laptop. They then use that laptop in work to help um, not only record the work that they do on their placement, but actually they've got direct access because we're in a deprived area to do their work, their assignments and so on. They also get a bursary depending on um, if they meet their targets that are set for them. And in addition to that, they might get a college accredited certificate or an employer accredited certificate as well. So all of that has helped us develop, I suppose, a bespoke offer of courses. And we have 
because we have different qualifications on entry, we also introduced a summer school. And the summer school is where the prospective students will come. They're often interviewed as part of that summer school with employers, a bit like a dragon's den. The employers will set them a mini project. And then the employers can, if they wish, almost bid for students to attend their workplace. So the employer is involved right from the very beginning. And I think that, again, is part of the success stories of the buy-in of an employer to it, but also it helps us create that bespoke marketing. One of the relationships that's taken an awful lot of time to build is with uh, Manchester University. We wanted to build in that university kudos to our courses as well, and particularly where we've got the science and those health routes. The university itself have been brilliant and working with us, but actually we needed a different approach to how we worked with Manchester University. And I would say that relationship has taken us most probably 18 months, maybe a bit longer to become established because actually slightly different to an employer or an SME where actually they had to almost get permission from different people within the university at different levels where actually if you own your own company or you're you know a senior manager of a company you can take those decisions but in the university it needed a longer running period but actually now that relationship is built we're working really close with their careers advice and guidance within the Manchester University itself to actually continue to build those links and hopefully expose how well our students are doing in those placements. And actually, they are now looking and saying, well, how can we broaden it out across potentially other T-level areas that they also have within Manchester University? Regarding the T-level transition programme, how do you market that to new prospective students? The T-level transition programme has been marketed clearly linked directly to the T-levels and the corresponding T-levels. We run those programmes in the same way. They get the T award in the same way as our T-level students do. And that, again, is because actually we see it as a joined up process and a clear golden thread between the different levels. As part of the T award that those transition students get on successful completion of the transition to T-level course, they naturally progress regardless then of their qualifications on entry because they've hopefully achieved maybe their English or something like that that they didn't have to come in with. And then going forward as part of the T award, they get a direct entry to USEN Manchester, which is the higher education arm of the Manchester College. So if they wish to stay with us, that's brilliant. If they don't, we will help them progress to other universities if that's their route they want to take. But if they wish to stay with the Manchester College, there's a direct link there. That has been part of our marketing because some parents and carers who come would like their young person to do A-levels and see that as a direct route to university, where actually there are options here for a student starting on a transition to T-level to stay with us right the way through the one year of transition, two years of T-levels, and then on to a degree as well. So they could be with us for five, six years, and we'll continue that journey of supporting them right the way through. So Christine, how have you changed your approach to marketing and recruitment? Is there any new activities or strategies that will support new providers on their journey? Because these qualifications are so new, I feel it's important that you constantly reflect on what's worked and what hasn't worked 
So one of the things that we've reviewed recently is the summer school, which is a real positive. But actually, what we realised was we've been running the summer school at the end of the academic year. So sort of end of June, July, when young people are leaving school. But many people take advantage of holidays in that. So actually now we offer a number of times when you can attend our summer school through the year from September. So the marketing has had to change a little bit because actually we called it a summer school before. But now it's at three potential points in any one year. You can do that. So that's one way that we've worked and amended. It's not necessarily changed it fully. We're now in a point of our second year where our students are becoming our own marketing ambassadors, which when they were brand new and we were new to it, we couldn't use. So we are very proactive in promoting our students nationally. So we've had students who've been in the um, Get the Jump campaign, but we've also put them forward for as many national things as we can to raise the profile, because I personally feel there's nothing better than it speaking for itself. So we use our students like that. And then this year, our second year students have become mentors to some of the first year students. So they will also go out with a separate qualification around mentorship. So the student themselves is gaining something, but they are there to support people who are just coming into T-levels and transition to T-levels to help them through their experiences more than anything else of how they've coped with workload and different aspects of placement, maybe how, how did you go on in your placement? They're just there to help and support them in a different way. So finally, Christine, how have you incorporated careers information, advice and guidance into recruitment activities? We have 26 careers advice and guidance staff who work exceptionally close with all those schools and they work really hard with the links inside the school to ensure that the schools are aware of the changes that are happening outside. But not only the changes, what are the options that are there for young people nowadays? So my advice would be make sure you include everyone across your organisation. Don't just think this is about teachers. It's not. It's actually the teachers are a point in time. If you don't get your careers advice and guidance right, you don't get your marketing right, then you won't have any students to teach. This is just one aspect of their job. But because it is only one aspect, it's so important to treat them and and make sure they understand the differences between everything. So working with those teams is as critical as working with the, you know, the teachers and the managers in the departments. I've really enjoyed exploring with you both how you've raised the profile of T-levels and T-level transition programmes and also how you've evolved marketing and recruitment activities to support enrolment onto these programmes. To end the podcast, it'd be great if you could both summarise any key advice that you would give new providers with regards to successfully raising the profile of T-level and T-level transition programmes and any tips to support marketing and recruitment activities. Phil, what would be your key advice? Firstly, get the support of employers and universities with your T-level and your T-level transition programme. I think it's so important that you can showcase the progression routes that are available to the young people. And I think, can I say, that's, that's vitally important, both in terms of those prospective students, but also those parents to see that these positive destinations and positive progression routes that they can move on to after the T-level. Also, you know, we talk a lot about endorse the course, and I think that those links that you have with those employers and those universities will really help you to do that and help you to sort of market and recruit onto T-levels. Secondly, I'd say once you've actually started those deliveries uh, of the T-levels and the T-level transition programme, 
really get your students to sort of be the advocates for the course and showcase their successes, but also just showcase their day-to-day activities and what amazing experiences they're actually having on the T-levels. Because again, by getting that out there on a regular basis, it really helps to raise the profile of what you're doing within your organisation. And as I've said before, if, if you're not yet in a position where you've got those students make use of all all the wealth of material that is available through the DFE and and AOC platforms. You've got to invest that initial time and effort, and it's got to be a whole college approach. We speak a lot about whole team approach, whether that's teaching staff, support staff, all departments, all those kind of key stakeholders to really try and get those T-levels up and running and launched and recruiting. But also what we do a lot of and what's fantastic is that opportunity to collaborate with other providers and and magpie those ideas that you can get from from other people. And and we've done that a lot and we're continuing to do that as well because I think we're all sort of trying to achieve the same aim for the young people. Uh, And there's a hell of a lot of good practice out there that we can all share and, and learn from. And from your perspective, Christine, what would be your key advice with regards to successfully raising the profile and marketing and recruitment activities? Plan early. That's the biggest thing. Get the right team around you because if you treat this in isolation, it might not work or it might not be as successful as it could be. So have the right team around you. Use the strengths of the knowledge within your organisations to bring all those teams together because actually they'll feel part of it and they'll take ownership of it. It won't just be an add-on to their role. So I would say that's the most important thing. The second would be ensure again where there are training opportunities that you broaden those to the other teams again not just your teaching team so where are your marketing team going where are your finance team and your careers advice again how are they being informed of everything and I suppose the last thing would be don't be afraid because there are so many people out there now we regularly contact other people that we've been in touch with we've helped and supported and say what do you do about this Use the connections and and attend the different events that are there. And if you just come away with one thing, that's great. It'll make a difference to where you are. Phil and Christine, can I thank you both for your valuable input into this podcast episode? Marketing and recruitment is such an important area of focus for new providers. And I'm sure that your experiences, advice and guidance will help many on their journey. Thank you. One of the first and most important things that new providers of T-levels and T-level transition programs must do is raise the profile so that schools, employers, local enterprise partnerships, councils and communities have a better understanding of these qualifications. Once you have raised the profile, new providers will then need to effectively market and recruit to these qualifications. In this episode, we have had the opportunity to explore with Christine and Phil effective strategies that they have used to raise the profile of T-levels and T-level transition programs, and also marketing and recruitment approaches. So from their experiences, what advice and guidance will support you on your journey? Strategically be prepared to give dedicated time to specific delivery staff so they can assist marketing and recruitment activities. Working alongside marketing and recruitment teams, this can be a valuable resource to drive the promotion of T-level and T-level transition programs and also support recruitment. Gaining early support from employers and universities can be instrumental in supporting future recruitment. Collaboration and, if possible, endorsed programmes can really help support you in raising profile and marketing courses. 
Consider hosting standalone T-level and T-level transition program takeover events to specifically market these qualifications. Activities such as T-level and T-level transition program summer schools can also be effective as a pre-induction activity and in supporting conversion of applications to enrollment. Look to positively market the T-level transition program by highlighting progression routes onto relevant T-level pathways and beyond. Once you have your programs up and running, actual T-level and T-level transition students can be a great way to support future marketing campaigns. However, if you don't have access to student case studies, the Association of Colleges and Department for Education have specific provider type case studies that can be used. During this episode, there was reference to resources available that supported these providers in their development of T-levels and T-level transition programs. For further information and resources available to support you on your journey, please see relevant links in the episode notes.